We don't play the social game. We are social. Power 98.5. Hey, everybody. This is Nick Mayhew, three-time gold medalist and three-time world record holder, and you're listening to Power 98.5. You're listening to Power 98.5, powered by United Angels Dream, your number one resource for public relations, entertainment, and multimedia. Contact them today at unitedangelsdream.com. Hi, this is Dan Aykroyd. He's progressive. He's beautiful. He's thoughtful. He's intelligent. He's powerful. He's positive. He is Stephen Cuoco on Power 98.5 Satellite Radio. Empowering listeners from the U.S. to the U.K. Live on air with Stephen Cuoco. Hey, everybody. It's the Impractical Jokers, and we're announcing brand new cities on the Drive, 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 Drive Tour. Cue! It's going to be so much fun. We haven't been on tour in a while. It's a brand new show. We can't wait to see you. Sal! Just go to ImpracticalJokersLive.com for tickets. We need to stop sharing the bathroom together. 16 years of age or older suggested to attend. Drive, 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 drive. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and you heard it. Impractical Jokers, they've got their drive, 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 drive tour. You can head on over to ImpracticalJokersLive.com, get your tickets. This this is a, a, a extraordinary... <laughs> yeah, I know you guys want to... <laughs> uh, yeah, some, some cocktails and... Uh, uh, some great laughs and it's exciting. I've got to pull up the list here. We've everyone knows it, this is outstanding. I haven't. We get a great turnout on on my show. Uh, you're listening to live on air with Stephen Quoke on Power ninety eight point five Satellite Radio. I have a strong strong belief that we've got a lot of new a lot of new listeners that have found out that Brian's coming on today. Uh, whether you're listening on the iOS or Android app, Alexa, or even on Power 98.5 Satellite Radio, Power985.com, send us your questions. If you have any questions for Brian, comments, if you want to do a shout out or love, just click that bottom right hand icon and, uh, you know, my team and I will get it. We'll share it. Uh, please, um, I'm not worried about appropriate or not appropriate. It's like... <laughs> I just want you to be you, uh, but definitely have it be loving because there, there's no hate. I, there's no way anyone can hate Brian. <laughs> uh, they've got their drive, 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 drive tour. I hope I didn't fuck that up. Uh, that's one, two, three, four, five drives coming up, starting on January 28th, Saturday, starting in Reading, Penny, uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, Thursday, February 2nd, Pittsburgh. Then you've got February 3rd in Camden, New Jersey. New Jersey, my home state. Uh, then they're off to Boston. Uh, such a, They've got Washington, Newark, Belmont, Seattle, Portland, uh, Denver. I used to live there. Don't miss the weather, though. Uh, Columbus, Des Moines, Kansas City, Nashville. Yet have got to go there. Everyone keeps telling me. Uh ImpracticalJokersLive.com. Get your tickets. We're going to re-air this show. 
I'm going to either see about Brian helping us out and doing a uh, separate little promo. We'll have that, you know, air stream on Power 98.5, or if we'll take a clip from here. I'm excited. Uh, my a friend of mine turned me on to this show. We watch it. Um, I'm going to say it is fun. Uh, it, it's funny and outstanding, uh, it, you know, in general. Um, I'm loving, I, I believe it was the last I saw was season nine. I think like Brooke Shields was in that. That That's honestly my favorite series. All of the, the seasons are great. Uh, this most last one, I'll admit, I had some vodka and cranberries. Um, I've watched it sober. I've watched the series uh, tipsy. <laughs> Not drunk, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> if I've ever watched it drunk, but I have it. Um but yeah, it's uh, it's incredible. So in short, uh, they have their milestone season ten returning February 9th, which is now being sim uh, simulcasted across both True TV and TBS. The new season features a star-studded roster of celebrity guests, including John Mayer, Post Malone, Brett Michaels, Anthony Davis, to name a few. They are also hitting the road again. The first time in three years for their drive, 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 drive tour. Kicking off this weekend on January 28th. The tour will hit 30 cities, uh, 30 city arenas nationwide. Uh, big shout out to Carson, Brian's rep. Thank you for sending that over. Uh, also, about Impractical Jokers. Just in case, if you have not heard of this show or if you heard of it and weren't too sure to, you know, Hey, Brian's going to fill you in all about it. We're going to know all about Brian Quinn, his other friends and cast members. Uh, you know, it's all about Brian Quinn, James Murray, and Sal Vercano are the creators, executive producers, and stars of True TV's hit series, Impractical Jokers. It is a hidden camera comedy show that follows Q... Murr and Sal as they compete to embarrass each other amongst the general public with a series of hilarious and outrageous dares. The, the, why I'm chuckling is because I already have scenes of the show going on through my head, especially when they were at the deli sticking um, uh, clothespin clips on this old guy who was at the, <laughs> the meat section. Uh we're, we're going to get it from uh, Brian himself to talk more about why Impractical Jokers. Um, it, he also has a, um, a cat. I want to find out more about his, his, his babies, his family. I told him this morning I used to work as a vet tech when I was going to college for a no-kill animal shelter. I actually had three jobs. I worked as a, a massage therapist, a... Uh, uh, bartender uh, for private events and um, I oh no four jobs a grief counselor and, uh, and uh, I worked for uh, Dr. Bleece, um at a no-kill animal shelter so I'm very familiar with animals what they're able to do capable of doing uh, they've got a mind of their own uh, they're more intelligent and more reasonable and sensible than humans at times and I highly respect them. Uh, without further, uh, we're not going to wait any longer. Brian, good morning. Uh, thank you for being on the show with us today. 
Oh man, thank thank you for having me, man. I'm. <laughs> That's very nice of you. <laughs> it's. Um, I, I'm I'm a bit stumped, and not stumped in a bad way. Uh, I've got it together. Uh, you know, I was getting text message and some calls, and people were like, "You actually have Brian coming on to the show," and I was like, "Yeah." Like it wasn't a question as to why I'm having you on a show. People get shocked over certain things, just like the game. Um, I'm not going to say I'm a sports fanatic. Brian, but I do like competition. Okay. I am in MMA. I like MMA, boxing. Uh, oh yeah, you're you're into sound watches that stuff, and I I I, I always I, I hate seeing people get hurt. <laughs> like it's like well, I like professional wrestling, and I know that they are really doing some crazy stuff, and they get hurt all the time. But there's something to uh, MMA that, like, I I don't know, man. Like, I just watching people just bash each other's face in. I I I, I get nervous. I'm like turning into my mother. So you would you would never attend? What would you ever attend a live boxing or MMA match? Oh yeah, I've been to live. Please, my feet are made of clay. If somebody calls me up and be like, I got tickets to a show, I'm going. Like, I'm not trying to. I'm not better than anybody. I'll go and watch people beat the crap out of each other. But I always get like, I always fun. I always get nervous about how nervous I get. I don't know. I just, I think the older I get, the more I'm like, ah, I don't. I just don't want to see people get hurt. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? It makes total sense and. You know, they go in into these sports, whether it's hockey or football, you never know if they're going to come out the same. And that's what I really respect, Brian, is that these are people that put all their faith, all their trust into themselves, into their physical fitness, into their body, into their training to go out there and to make a living to make a future for themselves and their families and, and everything else that they have going for them. And it's not like a regular job. And I highly respect the fact to where it's all about self-trust and endurance and perseverance to win that gold, win that medal, help your team to win that game. That's what I what I really love most about it. Uh, yeah, so I see what you mean. I mean, look, I, you, I, I, the way you just put it was poetically. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that's nice. I, I, you would hope that everybody has that... Uh, that thing, there is something to it. There is something to it. I, I, I can, I, I, I don't know. The way you put it made it sound much sweeter than I've ever thought about it. Mm. No, yeah, I appreciate that. I, where I was, uh, where I was about to go is most recently. Everyone knows Dallas Cowboys 49ers played, and I shared online and I said I'm not going to tell anybody who I'm rooting for to win because I said we all know how competitive people are and if you're not rooting for their team they'll throw dog shit at you and I was like I didn't say anything (laughs) (laughs) then someone said I'm rooting for the I wanted to see who was going to bite and I someone then replied back and said I'm rooting for the 49ers and I said you know what so am I I said the reason why is because I'm supporting my friends and family who are 49ers you know lovers and everything and even though there wasn't a response back from anyone else, uh, it it was just nice because I'm a very private person, Brian. And that's where most people, even where some people are like, oh my God, you have Brian on a show? I don't tell everyone everything. And only certain people in my life have different parts of Steven that they know personally and privately that it would need to take 
all of them to put them all together in a room to find out who I really am. But even so, I still have my own secrets that no one else knows about. Yeah, you got it, right? That's part of the human experience. It's, it, you know, it'd be funny if we all laid our secrets bare. I bet you we would find out that we're like all 90% the same person. That, like, seriously? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think the things that really matter to the human experience, you know, the fears, the anxieties, the, the loves, the hopes. I think we, we all just feel the same thing all the time. Like me being in traffic in New York City is no different than somebody being in traffic you know, in, in Albuquerque, like we all hate it. I, I just think the human experience is so similar for everybody um, that it's, it's kind of a weird thing, right? Mm -hmm. It's true. Uh, and that's where, you know, eventually down the line, what brings everyone together and, and why I picked you and wanted you on is what I really feel, um, you know, we don't know each other that deep, deep, deep personally, um, you know, as I'm getting to know you you know, on the show and from what I've, you know, gathered from what Carson sent over and what I know of from reading and such, you know, you're 46, you don't look 46, you look really darn incredible for 46 years old. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, we know you're, you're a man, you, you love cats, you got your babies. Mm hmm. That's for sure. Uh, uh, I just, I just, I, I recently lost, uh, Benjamin cat, my, my, uh, my, my sweet boy, uh, I lost him about four months ago. I'm still grappling with that, but yeah, I have, I still have, uh, my other cats as well though. Yes. I remember from the show is, is, is that one, the black one you were in a closet yes. that was the, that's the black one. Yeah, that's wow. right. I, I, if I, if I, it's been four months and if I talk about it too much, I, I I'll still start crying. Um, but yeah, he was, he was my, my best friend in the world. Like, I, I just love that cat so much. And he was like, you, like you and I were talking before we got on the air about how s smart animals are. And there's a range, like there's a range, like we were talking, we were just talking about it, how like some animals are smart and some animals are dumb. And like, they're all, you know, they're like humans. I know smart humans. I know doofy humans. Uh, Benjamin cat was on the high, high end of intelligence where he, he was like more of a person than a cat to me. And I know people are listening to this being like, well, this guy sounds like a crackpot, but, uh, yeah. So yeah, I lost him. Uh, the black cat that was on the show. I talk a little bit about it on, on, on stage and uh, in the new tour, but not too much. Cause I don't want to bring everybody down, you know? No. Well, <laughs> Sherry from Staten Island says I've got six cats and I prefer my cats over my husband. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> It's, so she gets it. She gets it. Thank you, Sherry. Um, yeah. Is why animals? Like honestly, Brian, uh, you know, providing you're comfortable to share. What drew sure. you to to having animals, and have they always worked? Uh, not better. Like, what is the difference between having an animal and your friendships and relationships? What have you learned within the 46 years of your life about who you are as a person, you know, independent, behind the scenes, you know, in your personal space? Who is Brian that we don't know or we don't see on the show? Oh, man. I mean, how do you how do you how do you answer that? I mean, I, I have always had this weird, not weird. I think a lot of people have it like this, uh, this connection with animals even as a kid like my parents thought i was going to grow up to be a zookeeper because like i can't walk past a dog without burying my face in its fur and a baby like goats of all sizes just wing me over i i don't 
like there's something about it can't just be the cuteness. It's got to be something else. I I just connect with animals in a way maybe too much, and maybe it's me projecting what I wish people were like onto animals. But I just know like living with my cats, um, like to me they're they're people. They're just people. I I know their quirks. I know what they like. I know what they don't like. I know you know what I mean. It's it's like why. What is the difference between them and me? Like, uh, do humans have souls? Do animals? All all this stuff that you can just worry about. But at the end of the day, they're just so cute. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're just so cute and 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 un and non demanding. Although even when they're demanding, they're so cute. Because Benjamin, towards the end, he was a very sick cat. Uh, he was old. He was twenty years old when he went, and he needed like you know he, he sometimes he needed his butt wiped, and he needed fluids at least three times a week, and he needed special food, and and it was all it was like running an old age home. It was like a cat hospital, and I loved every second of it because it meant that he was still with me, and I was still doing everything I can to make his life better. You know, and that was important to me. What I see and what I hear is mm-hmm. you're intuitive. You're empathic, whether like I'm not too sure about how you may let other people know or what you do to tap into that intuition, because animals and humans are very much alike. We're all empathic. We're all intuitive. It's just depending on priorities and what people are looking for and what matters to them most. That's what's going to make the difference as to where and what and how a person lives their life. It's all about environment. For you, I really feel that. Uh, and and believe, especially knowing people and what I've learned and had learned as a vet technician and working in a no-kill animal shelter with Dr. Blease is that most people who have cats are, they have a balance of knowing where to be independent and recluse and how to get back to that downtime and to check in with self compared to people with dogs are use, somewhat the same, but Someone like yourself, a person that really loves cats, really just tend to understand human nature and life and people better than at times people who have dogs or people who don't have animals at all. So that's how I see you as more of a higher person with intellect and emotion and intuition than most other people. Well, I mean, I, I, that is something that's uh, never been said to me before, and I'll take it, my friend. Thank you very much. <laughs> Most people just look at me like, oh, he's a crazy cat guy. What are you going to do? But I, to be clear, like, I love dogs. Like, I would have a dog if I could. I just travel so much and I'm not around. But, uh, but uh, yeah, I just love that. That's very nice of you to say. Thank you. I'm a little, uh, I'm a little taken back by that. Thing. People don't often say nice things to me. My job is getting, you know, you know, pushed around and stuff like that. So it's nice. It's, it's nice to hear these things. <laughs> to, to ask, and, and here's the thing, because I, I, I don't BS, and I'm, you know, going to be 49 this April. I'm actually, holy shit, I'm actually older than you. <laughs> oh, man. I I, you, I mean, you're older than me by, like, a year, because I turned 47 in March. But, like, once we hit this age, I think we're all in the same boat. We are, but I just, I'm looking at um your, all of your stuff here that my uh, team has in front of me, and I'm like, dang. Well, we look not only great for being Gen X, but uh, at the same time, you know, when I watched the show, and I believe it was, it was season nine that had Brooke Shields and everybody in it, right? I believe it was. Yeah, it was the second half of, uh, yeah, second half of six, season nine, we started having guests, right? And that Brooke episode is, I mean, to me, she came in and blew us all away. Like, you don't expect Brooke Shields to be that funny. 
Uh, and she is. She she threw herself in, like to have Brooke Shields, who's an American icon. She came in and said, "I will do whatever you guys want me to do. I I don't want to be like the Brooke." She she said these words. She goes, "I don't want to be Brooke Shields. I want to be part of your world." And she she denied nothing. She everything we wanted to do, she did. It was such an amazing uh, show of humility on her part and like eagerness and fun. Like she really, but I mean, man, I, I really thought that episode was when uh, we really started clicking with these guests uh, where we knew everything we had to do and the type of people we want to work with. Uh, a lot of that was from working with Brooke because she was just amazing. Amazing. Season 10 is coming up. Com- mm-hmm. Compared to all the other seasons, Brian, what, and I'm, I'm going to, it up now and, and find out like we see a lot like warner brothers tv insider like people are covering the show they they're out there they're talking about you they're you know they're sharing their thoughts what i like most and i where i'm very appreciative and i want to say th- honestly thank you for this because the other reason why i have the station why i'm i'm loving this show you know it brings people together like us also at the same time it's everything and anything when it comes to impractical jokers or what people are doing, it should come from you, not third party, not a media website going out there. That's great if they're giving you guys reviews, good reviews and everything. From your perspective, this is your show. You are on this show. What do you have to say about this show? Why impractical jokers? And and what would you like to set the record straight on if anyone is contriving or misinterpreting all of you guys and what this show is about? What would you like to clear the air with as to why the show is really, I believe, more successful than what the media is putting out there and that there is even more potential, just like you said with Brooke Shields, to where it gives opportunity for you guys to grow and to expand but also an opportunity for other people like brooke shields to do things that they may have never had thought to do to do or even a couple decades ago their representatives would probably have said absolutely not but it is the right time to do it to be part of it to watch it and and even with your drive 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 tour coming up tell us more uh, break the seal, clear the air. Uh, well, there's not a lot like we we kind of. I mean, here's the thing about our show, and and this is an interesting thing. I, I I'm friends. Uh, my mentor, really, guy I've known since I was 19 years old, a man named Scott Mosier. And Scott, uh, he produced uh, the early Kevin Smith movies, Clerks and Mallrats, and and uh, he directed that Grinch animated movie. He is one of the most brilliant men I've ever met, like I said, like, like a, a true mentor. And around the time that Impractical Jokers was really hitting its stride with the audience, like around three and four, I noticed an uptick in people saying, oh my God, I love this show. And then after that came the celebrities who, who would reach out and be like, oh my God, I love the show, you guys are great. But we never really got a, a pass from the tastemakers. You know, we've been on the air 10 seasons now, which is almost unheard of. We've never been on the cover of like Entertainment Weekly or Variety. Like we, we don't get the write-ups that other shows get. And I and that's fine. I understand that. I remember expressing that to Mosier. And he said, you're on the path that you should be on. Because if you spike, he goes, let's just say tomorrow everybody started writing about this show. He goes, 
he goes, you spike. He goes, and then after that, it's just a downhill. He goes, if you just keep doing this climb and doing what you're doing, you're going to be able to do what you want, when you want, without worrying about how people are reacting. And the show will be able to organically change without outside influence. And it turned out all these years later, still never getting like a pass from the tastemakers or anything like that. Um, I found that to be so true. And I think it's, it's like an ego thing too, where you're like, after, I mean, look, you said like, you know what it's like to be in your late forties. Like a lot of things don't matter as much anymore. You're starting to get that perspective of what's come behind and how little time you have ahead and what's important to you. So I, I don't know, in the end of the day, I think it's good that we've always had the support of the, the people who watch the show and the people who love that show over the support of, like, again, the editors of Entertainment Weekly or, or, or whoever would make us the it show of the moment. Like, I, I think it's kind of way better this way, I found, because we're still here. I've been here... 10 years I, we've been doing the show 12 years you know what i mean like look at any like broad city right great show love broad city uh came out after us was immediately the the, the bell of the ball hit you couldn't stop talking about it broad city was everywhere broad city's gone you know what i mean <laughs> like we're, we're still here i don't know there's something to the longevity of impractical jokers uh that i love and i think it comes from all of the support and all of the success not coming from the people who deem things successful, but coming from the people who watch and love the show. And I honestly think the reason people who watch the show love the show is because at the end of the day, all we are are friends busting on our friends' chops. And that is universal. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you live. If you have a best friend, you love busting their chops. You just do, right? Like, like anybody prove me wrong. Anybody come out of the woodwork and tell me that you don't have a best friend that you like just ribbon with him and stuff like that. And that's what we do. And like, I don't know. It's like, I think people see that and they're like, oh, oh man, I, these guys stole my show. I hear that all the time. These guys stole my show. Oh, I would make the show with my friends. If I had a nickel for every time some guy came up to me in a bar and was like, dude, you, you just make the show that me and my friends would make. Like to me, that's a great compliment. And I love it. So I don't even know how I ended up on this side. There's nothing to clear the air about. Like, I'm so happy with the show. I think, you know, Joe left, Joe left the show at the end of, at the middle of season nine. And those episodes, which you were very kindly uh, saying in the beginning that you, that you love watching them with the guests, like some people didn't like those episodes. And if I had to clear the air about anything, it would be this. Look, we made those nine episodes I didn't know Joe was leaving the show. He kind of made the decision, then came, then came to us, you know, and, and we had to rebuild the entire show in three months and figure it out and get it going. While being, Joe was a huge engine of the show. Like, he, he was huge. So it was this whole reevaluation of, of how we make the show and how we interact with each other. And now we're dealing with guests for the first time because we wanted to try that. So I think a lot of people saw those nine episodes and was like, well, this doesn't feel like the Impractical Jokers that I know and have loved for 10 years. And, you know, I would say to those people, like, yeah, because it kind of wasn't because we were figuring it out. But I think anybody that starts watching season 10 is going to be like, holy shit, like not only have these guys figured it out, but they figured out how to make Post Malone work on the show as that. Um, and it was this thing of like when they when Post Malone comes in, like you, you, you can't engage him as Coast Malone, the performer. It's only going to work if he comes in 
and he does with what Shields does, which is come in and just be himself and have fun. And we kind of figured it out. We kind of were able to select the celebrity because that's the other thing about the show. Um, we didn't want to do what Santa Live does, which is like, who's got something to promote, get him on the show. When we talked to the network about this new format, we were like, look, it's got to be only people that we want on the show. You might not want a network. You might not think that having, uh, like Bruce Campbell, do you know, who, are you familiar with Bruce Campbell? Uh, uh somewhat. He, yeah. Okay. Sure. He was in the evil dead movies and army of darkness. And he's been like a hero of mine, my entire life. And I pitched him to the network and they were like, well, this, that, and the other thing. And I was like, but you guys aren't listening. Like we're getting Bruce Campbell. We got Bruce Campbell and it's like one of the best things we've ever shot because it comes from us. You know what I mean? It comes from me and they use Bruce Campbell against me on the show. And that's funny. That's what people would be doing to their friends if they had a TV show. And I think that's, in, that's the important ingredient piece that we had to reconfigure when we put the show back together. Did I just talk too long and did I say nonsense? You are perfect for my show. Okay, <laughs> great. Nothing nonsense. Great. That's what I was looking for because I'm going to be honest with you. I, you know, I'm a little bit of a researcher <clears throat> and mm. some people, when I, those that know me behind the scenes that I've been watching a show and asking other people, what are your thoughts? What do you think? Uh, you know, do you watch the show? I received in my feedback over, I would say 98.6% of outstanding feedback. The smaller percent, and that's what I pay attention to most, it's not the large percent that makes a difference. It can take a fraction or one person to change and either make something absolutely extraordinary or make it a pile of shit. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, that's why I asked and, you know, cause I know that, you know, when I first heard about you guys and started watching the show, I wanted to know, not that I cared about what the media was talking about. I just wanted to find out what are other people saying from their interpretation, their subjective, maybe objective, give or take thoughts on it. But I wanted to find out for myself and I always look for ways, in my opinion, there is loopholes in everything and you can always do a Yui with everything. Nothing is absolutely straight and nothing is absolutely finite. And there were just some things to where I'm going to be honest. I, I truly feel um, that you are on the right path. You guys are doing great. Uh, and I would say I feel that it's so much more could be talked about and shared about, not out of sensationalism, Brian. I mean, as a fact to where you're so unscripted in such a way that when I watch and I take in you guys and your friendship, and when I watch these episodes, I feel that I'm watching like a, a Broadway show. I feel that I'm watching something that is well thought out, and emotionally and mentally connected. It's not orchestrated. It's not manufactured to be so unrealistic. There, and, and probably also I'm going to say because we're all East Coast people to where we do have a different way of how we connect and talk and engage with people, like you said, with friendships, that it makes sense. And 
I, I want more for you guys. I would like more for the show. And it's not about taking the show serious. People take the show serious. You've got your loyal fans and you're getting new fans all the time. And from this new season coming up, probably hundreds of thousands or millions more. You guys deserve the respect that if someone doesn't have something positive to say, to keep their mouth shut or watch the show with an open mind in a non-critical way and then share your thoughts with the world. That's, that's why uh, I wanted to ask you that. I see. I, I appreciate that, but I think you're asking a lot of people. I, you know what I mean? I, I you know, people, I don't, I don't think people will approach and practice. I don't know. I don't know. If people approach a lot of people don't approach life that thoughtfully at all, even with their own family. So I, I wonder how many people are going to approach a silly hidden camera show with that same, you know, level of thoughtfulness. But uh, you know, you you would the world would be a better place if people did that. But I you know I don't expect that from people. You don't have to, but I sure as heck would like to because I'm in, <laughs> I'm in that position where I can. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you know, when you're in a uh, yeah. position of leadership like that, media and, and, and other, you know, you, you know, you Google me, uh, you'll, you'll find out like, that's, that's the whole point, you know, whether it's representation or leadership, there is, uh, there is no such thing as set in my world, setting the bar. I was raised by an Italian Sicilian family and anything that, and anything and everything Brian, that was deemed or considered to be unrealistic in my world, it was always realistic. And honestly, what I learned even from my family who adopted me that what may seem uh, far fetched or, you know, something you would only see in the movies, that was my reality growing up. Well, that's nice. I like that. I mean, it sounds like you found people who, one, were very loving enough to bring you in if you were adopted, and then, two, gave you the guy. Like, that sounds like a very nice upbringing. I mean, obviously, I don't know the story, but that sounds like a nice place to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and and thank you for that. And that's that's why I wanted to share that with you because um, it's what I see It's what I see in you guys. And like I said, I, I'm probably, you know, partial, if that's the right word or way to say it, you know, you know, from one East Coast to another and, and Gen X, um, yeah. you guys are heading in the right direction, larger than life. And I agree what you stated earlier, your path, the momentum, everything is perfect. Uh, I'm not suggesting or saying anything should be pushed or forced uh, ahead of time or in any direction. I just know one day that you ever end up on People Magazine or you end up, you you guys or you as an individual, um, you are going to have earned it. But at the same time, you don't need that because there's so many new opportunities and people and collaborators and the millennials and Gen Zs are doing such great things to where I believe that they are going to be huge fans of Impractical Jokers and you guys in the future because if there's anything that we need most, we've always needed it. You know how we grew up in our generation. If, <laughs> yeah. If ever now is community and a really, really genuine laugh and excitement and fun. And that's what you guys give us. Well, thank you. I mean, it's, it's, that's what we have when we're making it. So, you know, if that comes through and, and we're able to do that, it's, it's really our pleasure and really, you know, quite an honor, you know, 
I, we say it all the time. We, we still say it to each other all the time. Like we got off stage last night. We were doing some warm up shows for it. And uh, Sal does this bit from the TV show on stage. And he goes, we got off stage and he looks at me. He goes, I'm a 46 year old man and I'm, I'm getting paid to do this. And I was like, I know, dude, it's just, it's even when it's hard, even when it's heartbreaking, even when it's disappointing, like there's never not that feeling of like, I can't believe we get to do this and have a blast. And the crew of the TV show, I always try to mention them in every interview because there is, there is no impractical jokers without the crew. And I don't, and I don't mean that in the way of like, we need someone to turn on the cameras and the lights and stuff like that. I mean, so much of the show is, is informed of our friendship with the crew. And if you watch the show over the years, you get to know the crew, you get to know members of the, of the crew because we have to get them on camera. Because it's weird to make a show with your best friends and have some of your best friends be two feet away off camera and not pull them on. Uh, it's impossible. So, really, you know what I mean? It's really just been like the gift of a, of a lifetime. I, you know, I, whatever happens, like, it's just been the gift of a lifetime. So it's really like, it's really our, it's really been something very special and for us. So if that comes through, great. That makes me happy. <laughs> I hope everybody gets to feel this way. It, it it's true and it does come you know it comes through for me it comes through to the people that i know of that watch your show and just as a friend had introduced me to to you guys in your show i've done that for others and it's amazing to where they're like oh hey steve did you watch this or hey steve i just caught up on this season and uh it's it's working and it's working in a way to where your machine your operation your um your show is very well oiled and uh, 10 year, 10 seasons and going, and there's going to be a lot mm. more. I hope so. I love doing it. You know, <laughs> I, I love doing it. I'll do it. I'll do it until they show me the door. You, you know, over the 10 years I've had different relationships with the show. There have been times where you're like, Oh my God, like I gotta, I just need a rest. Cause it's an intense show to make. Uh, but I, I don't know, man. I always get to the end of the season and I'm always tired of, of making the show. And then the day after we wrap, I'm like, oh, man, I wonder what Dan, like Dan Cast is uh, RAD like is up to and stuff like that. So it's like I, I will just do it until they shuffle. I mean, look, Betty White had that show where it was a hidden camera show with old people. Right. And it was called Off Their Rockers. And it was senior citizens doing like hidden camera stuff. I, I'm happy to just transition right into that. Uh, that would be wonderful for me. So I'm fine. I, I truly do, do love making a show and stuff like that. So hopefully, hopefully we get to keep doing it. I know you will. Uh, but, but thank you. <laughs> we know it's the truth. Come on, Brian. There's no way you ain't stopping now. The way the show's going. Uh-uh. No. <laughs> Why don't you, you, you never know because like we usually, when we wrap a season, we know when, when there's another season come, but we know, Oh, we'll see you guys in a few months. We'll be back. This is the first time we've wrapped and not known if there's a season 11. And, and it's only because of all the changes at Warner Brothers Discovery and stuff like that and all the shifting, uh, you know, people that work there and are moving on to other positions. The whole company's in, a, in flux and turmoil. So they haven't gotten around to being like, hey, you guys are getting season 11. Um, so it was weird. Like when we wrapped this year, it was like, uh, is this a series wrap? So. We just went out and we got hammered. Us, us and the crew. We just went out and like had a, had a party. It was it was really kind of special. Uh, Jason Marshall from Long Island. Uh, he's giving. He wants to give a shout out to you, Brian. 
Hello. And uh, he's asking, uh, wanting to know more. Uh, he wants to uh, attend the show. So just to let you know, uh, they will be in Camden, New Jersey on Friday, February 3rd. And uh, Newark on March 10th. And I'm looking here, uh, anything else in the local area. Uh, what you can do is go to impracticaljokerslive.com. And I'm going to take a quick moment. And we're going to play this uh, clip from their Twitter. Hey! We're the Impractical Jokers, and we're adding brand new cities to the Drive, 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 Drive tour. Tickets go on sale December 9th. You can go to ImpracticalJokersLive.com. Here's where we're coming. Salt Lake City, Utah, Denver, Colorado, Arlington, Texas, Austin, Texas, Sugarland, Texas, Columbus, Ohio, Cleveland, Ohio, Detroit, Michigan, Minneapolis, Minnesota, Des Moines, Iowa, Kansas City, Missouri, Nashville, Tennessee, Indianapolis, Indiana, and St. Louis, Missouri. And maybe even more after that. 16 years of age or older suggested to attend. Tell us more about this, Brian, the Drive, 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 Drive tour. The drive, okay, so we do this We do this live show, obviously, and it's like kind of our version of stand-up, and it's all of us on stage at one time, and we're telling switch so because obviously we can't do a hidden camera show on, on, on stage. That just doesn't work. But uh, we try to take the spirit of the show, which is just like the friendship and the hanging out and the ball busting and, the, and, the, and all that stuff, and put it on stage. And so we do. It's kind of like our version of stand-up. We show clips that we cut from the show, because, like, you know, we, we will shoot for eight hours and ultimately four minutes make it on TV. There's tons of stuff that we wish people could see. Uh, there's crazy stuff. There's funny stuff. There's, like, like sometimes we'll just say, like, crazy shit to make each other laugh. You know what I mean? So it's like none of that stuff will get on the air ever. So we've decided to start showing a little bit of that on stage, um, you know, and, and letting people in to, like, what it's like, like, when we're making the show just for us sometimes. And it's fun. Like, it's a... It's a blast, man. We just kind of love doing it. And I haven't done it. The last time I was on stage like this was the end of 2019 and COVID hit. And that was it. Now, Sal and Joe and Murray have been touring uh, and they tour. They do solo stuff around the country. Uh, but I don't. I, I, I'm, I, I'm not like a natural. I don't feel like I'm a natural on stage person that, I, that calls to me that I got to go do it. But I love doing it with my friends. So for me, I'm I can't wait. This is gonna be the first time in over three years that I like I'm in front of the Impractical Jokers fans and 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 interacting with them and, and and feeling that energy and that that love from them and giving it back to them. So I'm pretty excited about it. Um, and especially them hometown shows are, are are you know doubly special, you know, because it's it's New York, it's New Jersey. Like the Camden shows are always wild, man. It's like we this is probably our fifth time playing Camden in that exact theater and. Uh, they're always like, there's something about it. We get, we get to it. And it's like, boom, the energy is just a little different. I don't know. So I'm excited. I can't wait. I, like I said, it's been a long time for me. I didn't know if I would ever do it again. And, and you know, we didn't know if we toured together as a group again. And then, it, then we started talking about it and here we are. And I, I, I'm, I'm pretty excited. I don't know. Like I said, there's something about that live rush at the stage that, uh, I don't know if I've missed it, but now that it's on the way, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm excited. I'm excited for you. Thanks again. And, and thank you to everyone who's tuned in uh, live on air with Stephen Quoke on Power 98.5. Brian Quinn from Impractical Jokers. Uh, head on over to ImpracticalJokersLive.com. Get your tickets. Uh, all the dates are there. Uh, 
They're going to be really doing this heavy on the East Coast. Once again, they're going to be starting. Uh, they're going to be in Pittsburgh, PA, February 2nd, Camden, New Jersey, February 3rd, Boston, uh, February 4th. Um, all these cities, tickets uh, are now, uh, are they still on sale? Do you know, Brian, or what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're on sale. They're, they're especially, the, you know, the Camden show is like an open, it's like weird. It's like one of those things that has like a huge standing room type thing. Uh, so tickets are still on sale. They're on sale now. Uh, and that, like we, we kicked that off this weekend and then what is it, February 9th, season 10 starts. So, you know, it's a, it's an exciting, busy time for us, man. And, and, and if you watch the show, uh, you know, trying to support, we, you know, we could use the support because we really want to do season 11 and the way that's going to happen, I feel is going to be if people watch the show. Yeah. Well, they're going to, I know I'm going to. Uh, definitely you're more than welcome to come on. Well, we can either, you know, get you back on before the show starts. And I want to go over real quick uh, and big shout out. And thanks again to Carson. Uh, let's yeah. see here. We've got uh, season 10 returning February 9th, and it's going to be simulcasted across both true TV and TBS. Uh, check your local listings uh, for when it's going to air um, who would you like to give a shout out to, Brian? Uh, wow, what a what a what a great question! I never really give shout outs. Um, hmm, I don't I don't know. I don't I don't know. I, everybody, I don't know the world. I don't really have a I don't really have a shout out. Uh, you know what? Let's give a shout out to all the vet techs in the world who are doing like the uh, the, the trench work on helping these animals out, vets and stuff like that. Nicely done. I like that very much. All great things, Brian Quinn. You can go to his uh, Instagram at B-Q-Q-U-I-N-N. I didn't check, but are you uh, TikToking at all? Uh, you know, I have the TikTok thing, but I, I, I don't use it. I think it's one of those things that, like, I just don't have the... I think I'm just too old for TikTok. Although, to be honest, Gatto does TikTok and is great at it, Joe Gatto. So <laughs> I don't know. I, I, You know, I think that when I'm home, I just want to be home. You know what I mean? It's hard for me to get the gumption to be like, I'm not like, hey, here's a peek into my private life and you guys will love it. I'm more like, they get enough of me. I'm on TV 24 hours a day on True TV. I don't know that anybody needs to turn on their phone and see me there either. I don't know. I don't know. Brian, once again, can you go over uh, about the drive, 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 drive tour once again for everyone? Yeah, guys, I mean, come see us, man. It's it's going to be uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, I promise, and it's going to be a fun energy for me because, uh, like I said, I haven't been up there in a while, and, I, and I'm 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 looking forward to seeing fans and looking them in the faces and like saying hi to them and stuff like that. And this show is funny. Trust me, you come. It's like a TV show. Come, shut your brain off. Have a fun night. You'll definitely laugh, I promise. And that, that's it. What more do you want from us? What, 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 what more are you looking for me in Practical Jokers? Right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and are you guys doing a meet and greet or or a press or step and repeat or anything like that where people can get photos? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. if we're, I know there are some where we're doing them as like contests and stuff like that, but I don't know if we're doing them uh, uh, like selling tickets to that. Uh, and stuff like that. That's always something I'm a little uncomfortable with. I always feel weird about like charging money to say hello to me. Mm -hmm. So I, 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 
we're not really doing it too much this time. I don't know. I try and keep things like authentic to who I am and how I feel. And I believe me, I know it's exciting as a fan. Uh, but like, I don't know. I, I've never been comfortable with being like, oh, here, give me your money. Now let's take a picture. I don't know why. It makes sense. I respect that. Uh, thank you again, Brian. Uh, hold the line. Uh, we're going to be closing out. Um, any closing thoughts, anything else before we head on with our day? No, I, I want to thank you for, uh, you know, your time and a, and a pretty thoughtful, you know, interview. Thank you for that. You're welcome and it's deserved. Thank you so much. Once again, everyone, ImpracticalJokersLive.com. Tickets are on sale now. New cities have been added. Uh, they're uh, starting. You, Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, January 28th, Saturday, Reading, Pennsylvania. All my New Jersey, New York people, ImpracticalJokersLive.com. Reading, PA, Saturday the 28th. Thursday, February 2nd, Pittsburgh. February 3rd, Friday, Camden. And then they're off to Boston. And then uh, Charlotte and Washington uh, back uh, in the Northeast, uh, New Jersey, New York area, Newark, March 10th and more. Remember, all things Power 98.5 Satellite Radio, power985.com. Share with your friends and family. This episode will re-air. Check the local schedule. You can always go to power985.com. And you can either tap in live or click the live music. The schedule is going to be there. Uh, live on air with Stephen Cuoco, we've got Catherine, uh, Catherine Swain with Catherine Company uh, coming up. We do have a new episode with Alicia Pazzoni, Saturday, 11 a.m. Eastern. Resilient You with Alicia Pazzoni. This all and more. And then we also have uh, today, we've got Mike Eccles from Netflix Pressure Cooker. That is on at 11 a.m. Pacific, and I got to do it, 11, 12, 12, 2, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, Chef Mike Eccles, uh, Netflix Pressure Cooker Season 1. And then we've got MMA fighter Luke Fernandez, uh, Friday, January 27th, and that's going to be at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. Have a great day, everyone, and all things Impractical Jokers, catch up, Season 10. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you, team. Yep, season 10, February 9th. Don't forget, check your local listing, your schedule, True TV and TBS. Friend us on your socials and let's connect.